The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Drivers, start your Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Welcome in to another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, and we are fresh off the heels of an all-star weekend that, Cody, listen, for all the pomp and circumstance from this weekend, I, I got to tell you, as a race fan, loved every single second of it. Loved all of the throwbacks, loved all of the, even loved having DW back in the booth for a little while, but I'm here to tell you, Cody, that... If there's going to be racing in North Wilkesboro in the future, there probably needs to be some back to the drawing board type of a thing. Not going to say I didn't enjoy the racing, but let's just call it like it was. It was it was mediocre at best. That was a good old-fashioned ass-whooping, I believe is how uh, <laughs> Kyle Larson put it at the end, yes. and he was very correct. That's, uh, I mean, if, you, if you're one of those people out there that doesn't like stage racing, can I present the case for why we have stage racing? Because... I think you saw it. If you're a person out there that doesn't like all the gimmicks of the all-star race, which we commented on, this was a race without gimmicks. So maybe stage racing isn't a bad thing. Maybe gimmicks aren't a bad thing. Uh, We were only a caution flag away from that being very different ending to the race. It, it, I I think the weekend was great. I, I think that everything about it was good. The truck race was pretty good. Um, of course, Larson won both races, but um, uh, yeah, it, it did kind of end up being a little bit of a stinker, but that is racing. Like if you look back at how racing is on this track specifically, uh, I think it was Jeff Bodine had the entire field a lap down uh, during a race. Like it, it's been that way before. This track's known for long green flag runs. And so that's just kind of how it is. Um, but I think if we'd have gotten a caution or two that things might have been differently, you have all 40, 36 cars, 40 cars out there might be a totally different story, right? You don't have all the backmarker cars that are always spinning out and losing control and having mechanical issues that bring out caution flags. Like it was just 22, 23, would they have 23, 24 of the best drivers out there, right? That were in this race. So you've got to look at that part of it. Not as many cars, less things to happen. It did kind of end up being a little bit of a runaway. Uh, I think that the tire, I, and I haven't listened to the full thing, but I was listening to a little bit of Denny's podcast here this afternoon, and he was mentioning like he thinks the tires that that Goodyear alone can fix the racing without changing anything else. Like I do think 
that there are things they can do to fix it, change the tire. You know, if the rules would have been a little, if this was a longer race, you'd have more strategy. If you have the stage stage breaks in there, like if there's more caution flags, things change. And really strategy kind of won this race because the three guys who finished first, second, and third all pitted at the first caution, right? And then things just continued to break their way. And that's kind of how it ended up being. So I think when you look at it as a whole, it was a great weekend. Good to come back to NASCAR's roots. Um, as far as like just the pictures of what the track looked like, what the facilities looked like. I don't know if you saw, I think maybe Jeff Gluck tweeted it out, um, but the picture of what the media center today is and what it had been left as, as the former infield care center. It was like straight out of like a zombie horror movie. Like it was that, that bad where it was just like gurneys were, you know, and just like looked like a scary movie basically to what it looks like today. Um, pretty impressive. And just, you know, the city, all the signs, you know, welcome back racing. And I mean, this was, these people have been wanting this track to come back for a long time. There's some people out there, well, they lost it for a reason. Like they did. Yes. But the reason isn't the same reason. It wasn't bad racing or anything like that. So I think it was a great weekend overall ends up being a little bit of a stinker. Yes. Because Larson kind of runs away with it. We saw some really great racing in the open race though. A lot of beating and banging. Um, and we cashed some bets on that one, so that's good. Uh, but overall, I, I was impressed with the weekend. Again, you're going to have races like that. Larson's a great driver. Like we saw this with Jimmy Johnson, we saw this with Jeff Gordon, we saw this with Dale Earnhardt, we saw this with Richard Petty. Look back at the history of the sport. There's always been these races where these really good guys just own a race, and Larson owned this race. And uh, yeah, it, that's just how it, how it worked out. And, and he can't make any apologies for it either because, again, he just had – he's got the skill. He had the car. He had the right strategy. I mean, everything lined up for it. And, and like you said, man, the people don't realize now, the, the fans of the sports that have just started watching in the, in the era of the stage breaks, what it was like to watch a race with no stage breaks, what it was like to just – run fuel mileage what it was like to run tire wear right and that was the way that you gauged whether or not you came into the pits and and how long it was going to take you to uh maybe undercut or or just hang on for a caution um on some of these tracks and with north north wilkesboro you're not going to get that caution these guys especially like you said with only 20 some odd drivers they didn't have to contend a lot there was a couple of three wide and and at one point i think a four wide that we saw trying to to shape up there but <laughs> by and large it was all just single file and it was a conveyor belt for most of that all-star race so um definitely like i said it was it was good for what it was i think you got to go back to the drawing board if you're going to do it again we'll continue to talk about it though we have to step away for a quick break when we come back we'll continue on with our discussion of the all-star race and of course break down our bets later on in the show but let's tell you about edge boost have you signed up for edge boost yet if not you're missing out edge boost is the world's first bet now pay later visa card similar to buy now pay later programs edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments that's right zero percent interest simply deposit funds into your account and edge boost will match the deposit so you can use twice the funds on any legal sports betting site edge is currently offering up to twenty five hundred dollars in advances up to twenty five hundred dollars you can add to your bankroll my edge boost double down play of the day will probably be kyle larson for the rest of the season because he's gotten red hot now so 
Doesn't even matter anymore. Just double down on it. Uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So for Kyle Larson, though, and, and it's funny because uh, he did joke, you know, that's an old, old school ass whooping. And, and really, essentially, when he's putting almost the entire field a lap down, you know, it just it went to the strength of his car. But I think more than anything, I and I think this was echoed in the in the discord as well. I was confused too why nobody else chose that strategy. There was only three cars that really took that approach to it. And I mean, everybody knows that tires are important on this track, right? I don't know why you gamble. You saw it in the the open. You saw it in the uh, heat races. You saw there was chunks of tire missing from, you know, uh, I don't remember whose car they pulled it off of, but like three quarters of that tire was missing. There was only one small strip. So I don't know which crew chief or, well, okay, all but three crew chiefs decided to make tires an important thing. And, um, you know, obviously with Kyle Larson being as talented as he is, he drove up through the entire field. Like there was, it wasn't even as if he was, you know, started 10th and, and found his way. No, he started dead last and came up through the field uh, and, and tore his way to a win that way. So again, I, I like to see I like to see good dominant racing. Obviously, I mean, again, as somebody who plays, you know, NASCAR on on the video games too. When you you feel good when you're racing up and lapping these cars, and then by the time you know it, like all but eight cars are are lapped. That that's a cool feeling. Not as necessarily entertaining to watch from a fan standpoint, but. I think it's it's a conversation we had with uh, with Shady over there or Shady on on uh, the F one. I could just call him Shady because Shady race. Uh, Shady on the F one gambling podcast. As far as when you're in it, you don't appreciate it, but when you look back on it, you're like, wow, you know that was amazing. And I think that's it's kind of what we're gonna look at this All Star race and think back to it. You know, uh, yeah, this was the race itself. The All Star race itself was kind of eh, but if we look back on the dominant performance a couple of years from now, we're gonna go back. That was a dominant performance by Kyle Larson, putting on a clinic, whatever you want to call it, old school ass whooping. Like that's what it was. And that's what we watched. Yeah, absolutely. And it, again, with the, I don't know why these guys didn't stop, especially because of the 15 lap scuff thing, like, and that was part of Larson's strategy was if we get cautions late, there's only one, one set of sticker tires in the, in the second half of the race, but you can put on 15 lap old tires and that could be an advantage. So I thought that that was a really smart move. Obviously, it ended up not playing out that way. I think everybody thought there was going to be more cautions, and there just wasn't. And Cliff Daniels said he went back and watched a bunch of old races at North Wilkesboro, and something he had noticed was that they just went green. Like, there was there were long green flag runs. That's kind of what he expected, kind of what he played for. And they figured it out and uh, hooked that car up. And, yeah, again, just a dominating performance, but... Uh, I kind of want to see. So we've there's an open date next year, right? Uh, Auto Club obviously is being whatever the whatever they might might or might not be doing to that place, but most of the track's been sold, so they're not going to be racing on the two mile at this point. You wouldn't think. So there is an open date. I'd like to maybe see you move that date there. I guess uh, if you're you know depending on what else is available, but I think that a full points race there might be more fun. You got the stages, longer time to. You know, for guys to work on their car, strategy might come into play. I think that, that would maybe be better than an all-star race. But I think at the same time, 
this could have easily flipped on its head. Like if there was a caution with 10 laps to go, with 20 laps to go, somebody blows a tire, somebody spins out, something happens. Then all of a sudden we end up in three overtimes and and this guy bumps Larson and then this guy bumps that guy. And then like it could have been, a we're that close to it being a totally different story. Um, so that's what's always hard about that too is that one, if that piece of cardboard that was on the track would have been spotted, then you know things could have been a lot different. Um, so I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of money's been invested into this place. I think that that with NASCAR and SMI's relationship, they're going to be coming back here, whether it's for the All Star Race. I mean, at this point, <laughs> the All Star Race, other than the last three years, really has been mostly at Charlotte, which the racing had kind of gotten blah for a while. But in this new car, these mile and a halfs have been pretty damn good. So. Maybe you put it back there. I don't know. But uh, I think that they will be back at North Wilkesboro either way. Um, and I, I think that it'll still be, we could still be in for good racing. And I don't think one race, I don't think, can can determine, you know, a track's entire future or whatever. It's you, you can't look at it that way. Plus, it was a shorter race. A lot of other factors going into it. Plus, they might repave it. Maybe when they repave it, they can do some things differently and have a second groove in there a little more. But that, I mean, this has been the short tracks we've seen for the most part lately. Like Richmond's kind of raced this way, Martinsville's kind of raced this way. The short tracks in this next gen Gen Seven car have just kind of looked this way in general, anyways. I wonder if uh, if uh, the spotters, especially, and then probably the crew chiefs, realized once Kyle was just knifing his way through the field that there wasn't anything to gain. Because I mean, finishing second in this race did nothing for anybody. So to know that if you were going to be you know, a lap down and you were in 17th, why push it? You know, why, why make, because it doesn't matter if you're 17th or second, honestly, because it doesn't matter. So you just like tell the guy, listen, man, no one's going to make any road on Kyle Larson. Don't tear the car up. Just ride around. Well, yeah, I think maybe you kind of save it too in case there's a caution late because that, uh, like I said, I said live in the discord, like at one point Truex was like 80 to one and he's in 12th, but I'm thinking, if we get a caution, like, of course, Larson was like minus 300 at that point live. And it's like, of course, he's probably going to run away with this. It's going to finish how it ended up doing. But if there is that caution, that opens up the door. There's a pit. You know, they come in, they hit, they nail a pit stop. He comes out up in six. And then there's two wrecks up in first and second. Then all of a sudden, he's right there. Like, there was still a possibility that that could have happened. We saw a couple guys pit. I think it was Byron and Bush. They came down and pitted. It didn't seem to do as much for them as it did for Larson, um, but maybe they thought more people would go if you catch a caution in the right time with that. You know, right after they get themselves unlapped or something, might make a difference. There, there was still things going on. It just it didn't turn out that way. It ended up being a pretty clean race. Like I said, we didn't have Cody Ware out there. We didn't have you know Chase Briscoe running last Balicki. to cause a wreck or uh, yeah, Balicki. All these guys weren't out there racing. Um, and we saw more accidents in the race that they were in. So, you know, <laughs> uh, that's maybe to that point. So who knows? Well, Bush was already like two laps down at that point, And he was just, yeah, to he was, to get yeah, one I back, guess he so. was just kind of, yeah, there was nothing, nothing <laughs> he, he could out do out to lunch at that point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely talk about him in a second, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was not a good day, but you know, overall, again, you know, it's just a matter of, you are absolutely right in your assessment. As far as this race was the all-star race, therefore, you know, what we saw on the track was probably not indicative of what we would see if this was all out, all 36 cars, all racing for points, all with the stage breaks, you know, with the, with just the rules being what they are. 
Granted, I'm sure we'd see a lot of what we saw today or this this weekend rather, but um, but yeah, I just think the racing would be different. And again, I'm not trying to take away from what we saw because what we saw was spectacular. I mean, I, I very much enjoyed watching that track. I, I I enjoyed getting to know that track. Obviously, I wasn't a fan when they were racing on this on this surface, but you know, to just see it play out and and to see it happen, it was it was kind of cool. And and I think as a a fan that's what you can take away from it yeah and i think that 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 being said this weekend was a success like the stands were packed even for the truck it's like everybody was there um that part of it was great a lot of people showing up like i said the whole town kind of rallying around it you had all the all the guys come back right richard petty and daryl waltrip did gentlemen start your engines um they they had won on that track so many times each i think petty's like 15 times waltrip's like 11 something like that crazy amounts of wins at that track um you had larry mack as part of the booth right he's won there multiple times as a crew chief um you brought back daryl waltrip on the call which by the way he's like what 76 i think at this point like Hasn't dude has not missed it. a beat nope. still 100 percent amazing miss him in the booth um but you have uh was it everham i think waved the green flag he was the crew chief that had won the last time they were here gordon drove the pace car he was the driver that won Gordon ends up now in victory lane as car, you know, partial car owner, whatever president of Hendrick, whatever his, his title is, but as part of that team. Um, so I think that all of the nostalgia, the NASCAR history coming back, still got the big Winston billboard there. And, you know, they redid the stands and stuff, but still made it look like the, you know, like it did back in the day with the retro look and everything. Um, so, yeah, I think overall it was still a successful weekend and that's just going to be racing sometimes. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. And I don't think that we need to say, oh, what a horrible race. We should never go back there. It's you're going to get runaway races and back to, you know, the Max Verstappen thing in F1. And we've seen it before with all these other guys in the past. Like, just respect the greatness you saw. Like, you saw probably the most talented driver possibly in the entire world jump in anything, anywhere, right? His 199th different track he's been on, I think they said. Insane. That guy has raced anywhere and everywhere, literally. And he just goes out there and does what he's good at. And probably maybe should have thought of that more, I guess, right? The the dirt track part of this where it's going to be a, a man, the way they were, the way they were fighting these cars, just crazy. But uh, yeah, I think overall it was still a success and a good weekend for NASCAR. I agree. Uh, all right. Got to step away for another break. When we come back, we will go over the bets and talk about where we went right, where we went wrong and what we would do different, which is nothing. But uh, we'll talk about that after the break. Well, let's tell you about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for all of your outdoor adventures. And if you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they told us that they're going to send you a brand new pair with no questions ask if you don't love them exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days no risk when you shop with shady rays the team has always got your back and of course for our international listeners shady rays has got you covered as well with shipping to canada australia new zealand and the uk go to shadyrays.com use the code sgpn for 50 percent off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses and remember may is almost over so make sure you take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May Contest. 
So the weekend began, Cody, with the pit crew challenge, which uh, was pretty spectacular and pretty fun to watch all of these pit crews uh, do their thing. And, uh, I, I, you know, for me, I kind of almost want them to do this every time because it feels as if, you know, you definitely don't know what's going to happen, right? One, one jack slip, one slip on the pavement, and you go from first to, you know, 25th, and, and it's just that quick. So, to me, I just like I said, felt like a fantastic way to do it. I hope they do it for every All Star race because it I think worked. that should be how they set qualifying every week. <laughs> no, I know that's obviously not going to happen, but I think it was great. It was amazing to watch. Again, you watch these guys shine. The fifty four crew after they did laid it down, like you could tell they knew they laid down a fast one. They right away were excited. Then they're just over there sweating the whole time, like a hundred thousand dollars on the line. Like if if somebody beats you by you know, a 10th of a second, a hundredth of a second, like you just lose a hundred thousand dollars and you get nothing. Like it, they're over there sweating it out. And then they finally, you know, the last car goes and doesn't beat them and they win it. Just great to see. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was so much, so exciting to watch that. Um, I hope that they, the pit crew challenge used to be a thing and it wasn't, it didn't necessarily determine the lineup, but, but they had a trophy and all that stuff. Um, and I believe I believe I heard that there was a trophy that the team got and it's going to be a rotating trophy. So that leads you to believe that they have to bring the trophy back next year and give it to the team that wins, which would be great. I think that that's uh, an awesome thing to do. So hopefully it's something that no matter where this goes or whatever, however else it's, it morphs in the future, will continue to be part of it because that was super exciting. And we got to bet on it, which was great. Uh, we covered that on the bonus bets episode on uh, you know Friday morning that dropped. Um, we've, we've found dug to the ends of the earth and found some odds again, the bigger bucks maybe should do better next time. But I think it was bet Fred had us covered on that. Got to sweat a couple out. We ended up, ended up missing them, the ones we gave out, but, uh, it was still a fun time. Yeah. But I, well, you had said too in the discord, well, we said, watch Gibbs. We just didn't really yeah, mean watch Gibbs. The wrong, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I said, watch the Gibbs team. Well, I meant the Gibbs team, I guess. Well, and what's <laughs> the Gibbs Gibbs team. <laughs> what's crazy though, is that, so yes, Gibbs obviously does that and, and is able to, to do the all-star open, uh, from the front, but it was Suarez and Busher that benefited from the all-star race proper, right? I mean, both of those guys started, uh, in the heat yeah. races in front. So it was like, that 17 car, you don't normally see him qualify up front like that, but there he was. And then, of course, him and the 99 right there next to each other. That was a definitely uh, uh, an element that you didn't expect to see. So, again, that's what that kind of yeah. it, it well, breeds. And, yeah, I mean, like, like we kind of talked about last week, like it does shake the field up because in traditional qualifying, and I've never really understood why racing does it that way. Like, why do you put the fastest car first? Because they're the fastest car. Like, you don't want to punish them. And obviously then you'd have guys sandbagging qualify, but like, that's why you got to come up with different ways to set lineups because, and that's what was kind of great during COVID where they had the inverts and stuff like that. Sometimes like, or if you had a bad race, you have to start at the back the next time. Like, and we still see that with the metrics sometimes, but it does put guys like it does like, imagine if Kyle Larson would have started that all up front, like maybe everybody would have been two laps down. You know what I mean? Like, or maybe he doesn't get tires. Somebody else in the back gets tires and things end up different. So it changes the whole complex for sure. But uh, I, I do think that was a great way to do it. Mixes things up. And, and there was, despite it being a lot of not passing, there was still plenty of passing. I mean, you watch Kyle Larson pass every single car in the field to get to the front before he ran away with it. 
Yeah. So there was still there was still that element to it as well. And there were some other guys that that had some passing as well. Of course it was tough. I'm not going to deny that, but still overall it was I think that all of that part of it was great. I agree with you on that one. Uh, all right, so that did lead, of course, to the All-Star Open, which is where we opened our actual bets for the uh, for the weekend. Hit a couple of good ones in this one. Uh, one I was pretty pissed off that didn't hit, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. So, uh, Corey, or Corey, see, I'm just reading that again. Cody, <laughs> start us off with where you started. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I had Ford versus Chevy uh, minus 110 for the open race. And my argument was basically, if anything happens to Josh Berry, this has a chance. Eh, a couple guys had a chance. Almirola probably had the fastest car. He just couldn't ever quite get in position. Um, McDowell, for a minute, had a chance to maybe beat, be up there and beat these guys. But ended up being Barry, so this one didn't cash. But uh, again, it was just more of a numbers game, right? You had all these other Fords up there. And and Almirola and Priest were right there in third and fourth. Uh, even J.J. Yaley, shout out to him with the sixth-place finish in the Open, um, mostly due to attrition, but he still finished there, so got to give him that. <laughs> Indeed you do. Um, all right, my first bet, this is what pissed me off. I had uh, Justin Haley over uh, stinking Harrison Burton. <sighs> this was this, Haley was a top five car top six car yeah. almost the entire this was easily the correct bet <laughs> oh i mean it was uh, 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 it was the correct bet uh and unfortunately he gets collected in a in a wreck and uh and we're done and that's it and that's the end of it it was lap what 58 uh with the 34th stinking mcdowell and and yeah. gibbs well yeah gibbs ran mcdowell up and then shot him to the top and Haley was just wrong place wrong time mm -hmm. That's what happened. Speaking of Gibbs, I had him at top three, plus 140. That cashed. Also had him to win, plus 400. How does Denny Hamlin get fined for race manipulation? And then Michael McDowell comes on the radio and says, uh, get this fixed so I can go take care of this or take care of him or whatever he said. And then clearly holds up the 50, which is great. I love to see it. Not from a betting aspect, because obviously I lost this bet. And it cost me that bet, so thanks for that, Michael McDowell. But... <laughs> From a racing aspect, you love to see the payback, right? And like, but talk about race manipulation. Yikes. Hey, <laughs> how listen. About, how about some consistency, NASCAR? You knew it was coming. You knew oh, it was coming. Well, but it was you thought it was coming a second time. Yeah, because it <laughs> almost got back looked to him like at it the was. end. And that I mean, he really it could have gone from if if McDowell's car would not have been so bad by the end that he just had no chance to even get in the way. He could have easily knocked Gibbs out of the race and then if by some chance gibbs happened to have beat gragson in the fan vote like then gragson doesn't make the right like definitely trickle down a now likely that wasn't the case because i don't think gibbs is that popular but uh <laughs> shout out to gragson by the way yeah he, he had started a campaign a few weeks ago and they covered it but like when i was at kansas there were signs all over the media center i should have took a picture but vote for maya may uh vote for noah as mayor of north wilkesboro <laughs> there was signs everywhere like they, uh, they were obviously just doing it at every track, the whole thing leading up to it. So that worked out well for him. I'm sad that uh, Corey LaJoy did not make it, but he was pretty slow this weekend anyway. So Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, I'm not sure that, that I pray for him. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I mean, look, I don't know that Gregson would have actually finished well enough to, I mean, obviously not to get in, but like, right. I don't know. Yeah, and well, and he had all the damage too, so mm -hmm. it's kind of, but again, good to see. He gets punched in the face and... Uh, 
fans rally around him. That's I was going to say, but that's how he got popular. Is you punch Ross exactly. Chastain, you get the popular vote. Right. Um, yeah, all right. He didn't even punch him. He got punched by that's him. That's true. That's true. Well, yeah. Okay. You take a punch from Ross Chastain yeah, you and go. you get the vote. Um, all right. I had AJ Allmendinger as a top three car uh, only because I was convinced that he could probably get it done. He couldn't get it done. But he did finish in fifth. If there was more attrition, if Ty Gibbs would have gone out, <laughs> yep, then I think we would have. If 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 McDowell would have taken Gibbs out, uh, I think that would have made uh, uh, AJ Allmendinger that much closer. Obviously, uh, but it was Almirola, Priest. You know, those guys. They were both good. Both of those uh, Stuart Haas cars were good all day long. So I, I don't know that AJ was going to crack into that at all either. He started tenth. Um, wound up fifth, but yeah, just definitely not the fastest car for AJ Allmendinger. And then, of course, I had young Barry, young Josh Barry to win this race. And that was in question for a majority of the time. I mean, obviously, him and Gibbs both started up front, and it was literally a battle between those two. I mean, obviously, uh, outside of Justin Haley, who did lead a lap in this, it was all Barry, it was all Gibbs. Uh, Gibbs even led the most laps out of it, 53. But Josh Berry ended up getting around Gibbs uh, when Gibbs and McDowell had their little instance. And uh, and yeah, sure enough. Oh, no, no. So it was not, it was Gibbs or Berry got around Gibbs when Gibbs and I think it was Amarola, right? We're doing their no, little it was up front. When McDowell held that was McDowell. Up. That's how, okay. That's how Barry got the lead. That's, yeah. I couldn't remember that's if that was. Ben, that's why McDowell cost me my fucking Gibbs bet. <laughs> Dick. No, uh, but. No, it was. I mean, it was great, and yeah, whatever. I, I I like to see. I enjoy that that kind of stuff, the retaliation and and watching the guy. I mean, maybe not to the Matt Kenseth level of a few years ago with Joey Logano. That might be taken a little far, but to to a degree, getting in a guy's way or you know ruining the guy who ruined your day, I think it's great to see. So I did like that part of it, but yeah, I mean, we we called that the open right very much. We expected Gibbs and Barry to be two of the best cars. They were fastest in the pit crew challenge as well, which was part of that because they obviously are on top tier teams, right? And so then they get, you know, they get up front and as long as things went their way, which it did, they end up transferring into the into the main event, which uh was was how we saw it going. So yeah, positive, uh solid betting card for the open. And uh yeah, have a good night. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, but, but hey, we did say go yeah. into this weekend taking it a little easy because you know you who knows know. what we're gonna get, and that's probably it was a good strategy. Uh, well, yeah, like I mean, we did say it. We did say that it was gonna be Gibbs and Barry, and we basically just that's why we split the split the votes between them and uh, and called it good. So uh, obviously, we were on that part of it. All right, move to the All Star race proper. And uh, I got to tell you, there was a couple of these. Well, I mean, I only hit one out of the three, um, yeah, and that pretty much stupid. Yeah. So but, I had Joey Logano over Tyler Reddick. Reddick did not do shit in. Well, they first of all they had a penalty, so he had to start very bad in the in the heat race. He didn't do shit in the heat race. Joey Logano looked very good. I think he finished second in his heat. Started like third in the race. He's running up front. Then he gets the speed. Well, first of all, Reddick does the the tire deal early, so that's really what's. I don't think the Tyler Reddick would have been anywhere in this event if he didn't do the tire deal at 15 laps like like Bubba and Larson did. That's what got him into third. So I don't know. I, I did miss on Joey being as good as he ended up being. I mean, or, I mean, I, I expect him to be better than he ended up being, but I do think even with his 10th place finish would have been better than Reddick had it not been for. And Joey fought back to 10th after a speeding penalty too. 
I said, no, he had a loose tire, loose wheel was his. So that was very harmful, uh, hurt him, unfortunately. But I still think this was a good bet. Sucks to lose it how it did. But again, that's how it goes. I mean, look, there were only two cautions at all in this. And one of them was that competition caution that they threw at 100. So, yeah. like, there was one caution for cause in the entire what was race. i don't even remember what that that was so early in the race what I was did. that caution? so the one the one uh for cause oh, stenhouse spun out stenhouse yeah the 43 yeah. and the 44 got together yeah yeah <clears throat> that was Which the uh, was my next head to head by the way exactly <laughs> the yeah it was <laughs> exactly go ahead and cover that one then all right well let's jump into it yeah so i had stenhouse over jones uh they obviously get together on lap 15 and then it was just Horrible news for Stenhouse after that. He finished dead last. Uh, he was still running at the end, but yeah, things did not go his way. Uh, and Jones actually a very impressive day. He ends up in eighth place, which shocking for his how those legacy cars, how Jones has run lately. I was very, very surprised by that. I didn't expect him to do that good. And Stenhouse, I just with the consistency we've seen from him lately, as good as the team's been, I thought we would see something better, but uh yeah, swing and a miss on that one. Stenhouse probably saw Larson more times than most of the field. <laughs> Larson kept lapping around him. Yeah. He's like, oh, there's the, there's the five. Whoop, there there's the there five. Whoop, there's oh, the there five. Uh, yeah, no, that was frustrating. And definitely when the two cars get together, that's uh, that's the end of the deal. Um, I had Kyle Busch over Ryan Blaney. Can we just not talk of this one at all? I don't even know if Kyle Busch was in the all-star race. He finished just above Ricky Stenhouse Jr., a uh, couple of laps down at the end of the day. Started 14th, end of the night, 22nd. And, I mean, Kyle Busch got on and was like, I'm wrecking. I'm fucking wrecking all over the place. Like, this is not good. He, his, his radio is absolutely outstanding when things are not going his way. He, he just he hates his entire life while he is struggling in those cars. And, yeah, didn't, didn't go well for him. No, not even, like I said, just did not Blaney, even show up. Man, Blaney, another solid finish, sixth another sixth place. place. Like, I know we can't bet on him to win, but he is just the king of getting these good runs and not winning. <laughs> yeah, and again, I it's not as if Might I didn't be. think Blaney could get it done. It's just he hadn't he yeah. hadn't been good lately. So right. yeah. You know, yeah, it might be something to watch with Blaney going forward too. Is he's he's getting decent finishes. He's just ne never necessarily the top guy, I guess. Yeah, it's it's going to be something to watch for sure. So keep an eye on Ryan Blaney, especially this week. That car you uh, you tweeted out or you gave us a tweet for. Ooh, look at that beautiful oh, car. Yeah, if you have not seen Ryan Blaney's car this week at the Coke 600, it's uh, Body Armor, which their paint schemes are always golden, by the way. I Two of my favorite sponsors. Maybe that's why I like Ryan Blaney so much. Big Menards guy. Love going to Menards for all the home improvement stuff. That's my top store always. Um, and body armor is delicious. If you're watching on YouTube, drinking a body armor right now, but it's the cherry lime one, which is like green and red, almost like camouflage looking. It's, it's a beautiful car. So definitely check it out. I'm going to be going to the grocery store later today. I may look out for a body armor of that flavor and, uh, and, and patronize them for yes. the, uh, for that hashtag, not a sponsor, hashtag, not a sponsor, <laughs> but could very well be, Hey, hit us up. I might, like I said, I got one right now. I'm drinking. Body Armor Light, which, by the way, their light flavors just as good as their original flavors. Uh, you can't even tell the difference in the light and stuff. So, peach mango, it's delicious. Cody, <laughs> Cody will wear any of your paraphernalia. This is my. Uh, he will read. This is the my ads. plea to Body Armor. I have back here on uh, if you're, again. If you're watching on YouTube, I have all these diecast cars. There's a Ryan Blaney section back there with multiple uh, Body Armor cars on that as well. I'm telling you right now, we are set for a sponsorship Body Armor. Get at us. <laughs> 
Hit us up, buddy. <laughs> um, all right. My next one was uh, Chris Buescher over Austin Dillon. Here's the funny thing about this one, and we've talked about this so many times when we talk about the show. It just feels like every single time we have a head-to-head, they end up together, right? Well, Chris Buescher was running uh, up front for a better part of the day. I mean, he started second, right? Looked good. He was He was in the top five for a better part of this race, and then, of course, all hell broke loose with the um, tire strategies and then uh kind of a bad pit stop after the uh the the caution um but but he was still running within the top 10 so it was like a pretty good deal where austin Dillon was nowhere to be found literally riding around the back almost all he started fourth but dropped like a rock right just just was not the the car to beat well by the end of this chris busher finishes in 16th austin Dillon finishes in 17th and this was because chris busher fell like four or five positions within the last 20 laps or so it was it was crazy to watch as i was like oh we're safe we're safe and then i see busher slide and i'm like oh shit it's all that's always how it works you look at it and you're like oh yeah he's got him by four spots and then you look away and then you look back and you're like oh shit he's about to catch him what's going on yeah and and we're lucky though we're lucky that the last few laps like as soon as i heard i think it was dw say uh, and everybody's got a gap between them now. No one's bumpered up. I was like, oh, thank God, because with two laps to go, if this was a one ba- one position uh, battle the other way, I would have just threw yep, my entire losing. laptop in the water. It would have been done. <laughs> That's funny. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, it, uh, I think you had the right side of this. Busher seemed to be the better car. Got hung on the outside of one of those restarts and just dropped like an anchor. That's but, what it uh, was, yep. Yeah, still ended up getting winning the head-to-head. So props to you on that. Uh, I will say Larson was the favorite. They did mention on the TV broadcast the favorite has only won one race this season, um, which is still an interesting thing. Uh, I guess Larson on short tracks this year is where you bet him because he's he's owned all the short tracks, uh, but he's found so many ways to lose so many races. But he's so good. It's he's uh, he's a tough guy to know when to pull the trigger because he's going to be the favorite almost every week. I mean. That's just just how it is at these these this time and age. But he's not always winning, so it's it's tough to know when to bet on him. The short track angle of things might be the one to look at the most because that's where he's been getting it done this year. I had Denny Hamlin twelve to one uh, and Joey Logano sixteen to one. I think there was great value on both these guys. Again, when you're talking about this condensed of a field of just the best guys, like I feel, especially with no track history or anything. I felt like going into this weekend, it was completely wide open. You didn't know who was going to qualify well with the pit stops. You didn't know with the heat races how things would shake out with you know tire strategy and stuff that came into play later. Um, I mean, had you gotten Bubba or Tyler Reddick, those, their odds were definitely a little longer. Um, and had Larson not just completely run away with it, they were right there on that same strategy as well. Um, so I, I don't feel like either of those guys were, were bad picks necessarily. Neither of them really showed up. Talked about Joey's struggles. He ended up in 10th. And Denny, just all the JGR cars, so uncharacteristically not good. Uh, Ty Gibbs, best finishing JGR car in the all-star race, Rod. That's, uh, I'd like to see the odds on that because that would have been crazy. But uh, they all finished kind of together there, I guess. Gibbs in 9th, and then it was Bell, Hamlin, Truex in 12th, 13th, and 14th. But not a JGR day, despite the other, the 2311 Toyotas finding their way up front. But... Again, more strategy related. I don't know. Chase Briscoe, nice solid fourth place. Said not to fade him this week. It's 
man, I cannot. When we get to short tracks later in the season, as he continues to be shit on these mile and a halfs, I cannot wait to because we're going to get some real juicy odds on him to get good finishes, I think. And that's when you're going to have to just hammer it because he's good on these short tracks for sure. I, well, it's the it's the fact that he doesn't have to have good long run like long long run speed yeah. as far as you know how they just how, yeah they don't have the 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 big speed on the big tracks I guess I don't know it's all right let let the books sleep on him we'll we'll scoop him up when we need to we'll, uh, we'll be fading him again this week though because yeah, it's a mile and a half again <laughs> yeah for six hundred miles no endurance I don't think so yeah <laughs> um all right well I had Martin Truex Jr. um what was he twelve to one when I when I Gave him out, and there's just nothing to Martin Truex to this weekend. He, yeah, it was frustrating. What did he fit? He started the race 12th, right? Uh, he finished his heat race in, um, it was uh, sixth place. He started, or he finished his heat race in. So, again, it wasn't as if he had a lot of speed. It didn't just didn't look like he was going to be good. And when we got to the race itself, he was hanging around that mid pack the whole day. There was no moving up for him. Um, I did not even once think that he was going to end up winning this race, so I did not get excited at all for it. Uh, I was just hoping that the head-to-heads would go uh, just to, to bail us out. But, yeah, I mean, once Kyle Larson started knifing his way through the field, I knew we were done. I knew there was no way anybody else was going to win this race. It's Yeah, I, again, if we got a late caution, things would have been so different. But it's not how it worked out, and then that's how it goes. We... Brought the cautious approach to this one, I think, for good reason. In the open, I think we talked about on the podcast that it felt like we had more of a betting advantage in that race based on the competition, based on who was in it, based on what equipment they were in. We did pretty well on that one. So uh, I think that it it pretty much worked out kind of how we expected to as far as predictable and then unpredictable. I guess that the favorite wins, you could say that's predictable, but uh, (laughs) whatever. I mean, look, at the end of the day, we were there for some good racing and we got some good racing. I mean, I know there's a lot of folks that still are going to leave this all-star race with a bad taste in their mouth because of the lack of excitement. And this just goes to uh, a deeper conversation, which we'll have it at another time. But as far as like, look, what do you value more? Do you want all the action-packed racing? Do that stage racing provides the, the bunched up fields? Or do you want them to just race and see what happens like what what do you value more you know what do you consider good racing because if you like to see the field get lapped then this was your race like it or if you like to see head-to-head battles that every lap matters and there's two wide racing the whole time stage racing is what you get right it's you got to pick what you want can't can't please everybody yeah and how many times have we been pissed off about overtime this year like you know where it's cost us so much and of course, the one race we don't get it right before overtime, you know, that's the one that doesn't go to overtime, of course. But it, yeah, I mean, it is, you could make an argument either way, but I do think that this highlights how the stage racing keeps these races closer, how it keeps strategy in there. And again, it had this race gone, you know, 400, 500 miles, it might have been a completely different story. There might have been more strategy calls. There might have been more action if we had 36 cars out there instead of 20 three or whatever it could be a big difference so uh, again i think it was great for what it was uh and yeah we get to move on to the uh greatest weekend in racing coming up here amen uh all right well there was an actual points paying race on this yeah. track <laughs> earlier in the in the weekend uh, and we'll talk about that we'll talk about the truck race when we come back 
But I want to thank you all out there who have been watching on YouTube and have been following our journey through YouTube. We see the loyal posters. We see the loyal commenters. Uh, and we love you all for that very much. Uh, we appreciate you almost as much as you appreciate us. Probably more, actually. Let's, let's go with more. Uh, we appreciate you more. Uh, we love it. Continue to like. Continue to subscribe. Continue to hit that bell. Continue to comment. Uh, to make that YouTube algorithm recognize that we are one of your favorite programs to watch on a weekly or daily basis. Um, so yeah, continue to do all those things and we will continue to provide content for you to consume. Hey everybody, if you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes, exactly, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab, market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. Kyle Larson wins a race in North Wilkesboro. Stop me if you've heard this one before. It's a same refrain, but a different race. Of course, it was the Tyson 250 for the trucks. They ran 250 laps around this. Uh, now, they kept saying on the on the broadcast that it's like a half a mile, 0.5 something, but um, I'm seeing 0.625 on this, so I'm going to stick with, the, with what I've got. But um, yeah, Kyle Larson, this wasn't, even, this wasn't even a race. 138 laps that he led, like, and plus, listen, Cautions was the name of the day for this there what, were 80 caution laps well wow, that 81 caution laps 12 yeah. cautions for 81 caution laps so not almost half of this race was run under caution yeah see a full field full Things field have been totally different yeah so uh um, but this was yes larson led 138 laps i get that but there were different points where different guys i mean heim led 75 laps himself um, Carson Hosovar looked really fast and looked like he could compete for a while. Once Larson got up there and, and started to just kind of take it away, he did take it away, but it was still, this one was a little more racy in my opinion. I mean, low bar because it wasn't very racy in the all-star race, but it, there was more action in this one for sure. Yeah. I mean, there were six lead changes throughout this and it swapped between, like you said, Haim, Hosovar, Byron grabbed a couple for a little while. Uh, Larson and Bubbo, even Bubba Wallace got up front for a few laps there. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. There was a lot more lead changes in this than there were in the all-star race proper. Um, but you know, again, it's, it's, Cautions really killed this race, and I feel like it's really what made it a whole lot more frustrating uh, for us, especially as betters, because it sort of took some of the stuff we had right off the board, um, you know, unfortunately. But I think we still did good overall. Um, we kind of nailed some of this uh, and, and got some good bets in. But, yeah, like I said, overall, this race, uh, it was everything I wanted it to be from a fan standpoint of watching them uh, on there, I feel like the trucks could get around this track. Well, they actually could pass. Um, granted, took the bumper to pass a few times, um, but that's short, short track, track racing, racing. right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it took a lot of skill for these guys to get around. Now, I'd be curious to see what this race would be like without the Cup regulars. 
Um, but you know, I, again, that that's something for for them to look forward in the future. Yeah, exactly. So first up for me, got absolutely hosed on this one. I had Corey Heim over Bubba Wallace. Heim was the better driver all day long. He won stage one, fourth in stage two. Um, Bubba was not in the top ten in stage one. He's ninth in stage two. Uh, Heim led 75 laps. Bubba found himself up there at the end. Um, after, what did he, he stayed out, right? He stayed out with 15 laps to go or something like that. Or yep. tw- maybe it was like 25, 35 laps to go. Stayed out, took the lead, and couldn't hold him off forever. That's where he got his, his 13 laps led. But that's when guys started taking him over. But Corey Heim finishes sixth, Bubba in fifth. I feel like this is a good call. Again, all over the Corey Heim train. Again, so close in a couple of things. He looked very good, very fast. Just didn't quite pay out at the end. Again, he's head-to-head separated by one spot rod. Came up on the wrong side of this one. Yeah, it was frustrating, too, because Bubba Wallace, if he would not have stayed out, then it would not have been a factor in this as at all. And you're right, Corey Heim, much, much faster truck all day long, obviously. Uh, and that does kill you, too. Strategy. Strategy is just a part of this as anything else. So it doesn't matter if you're the fastest truck for three quarters of the day. And if you stay out and you hold your ground, that could happen to you. Um, All right. I had Carson Hosevar over Nick Sanchez. This one was perfect. Hosevar led 16 laps in this race. He finished fourth. Nick Sanchez finished in 30th position. Uh, He started 20th. He got caught up. I mean, he only he was so many laps down at that point. He only ran 213 total laps uh, in this. So <clears throat> definitely not a good day for that two truck at all. But uh, for Carson Osevar, I, I again, what I take away from this is we got to watch out for him now. He's he's making a name for Especially himself. Another guy on short tracks to keep your eye on because it seems like this style of track, he just continues to show. I mean, of course, his one win so far is on a mile and a half, but... <laughs> He continues to show up and, and look fast. He looked really good. He looked like a truck that was fast enough that he could have run with Larson um, and stayed up there with these guys. Things didn't quite work out at the end, but he had a fast, fast truck throughout the day, so uh, definitely something you're going to have to keep an eye on. So Great call uh, by you on this one. Uh, again, a little bit lucky with, with Sanchez going out, but it, they weren't even really that close in, in comparison before that. I think Josuar was definitely the, the better car, so it is a nice one. The other guy wrecks out, so you don't have to worry about him as much. Amen. Um, speaking of wrecking out, I had Zane Smith. What a rough weekend for Zane Smith. Uh, I had him in the top five, plus 120. This seemed like just an amazing opportunity to get plus money on the best driver and the best truck to get a top five. Ends up failing truck for uh, uh, tech three times. Doesn't Isn't allowed to qualify. That hurt him. Bad starting spot. Fought his way up through the field a little bit. Then I think, did he have a, he ended up with a speeding penalty, didn't he? Uh, he ended yeah. up with a speeding penalty. He got sent to the back again because he had, he had come up. Did he, he didn't lead any laps, did he? No. No, he didn't lead he any was, laps now. He was up near the front. I think he had gotten all the way up to second or third at one point. He was, he was third at the end of stage two. Yeah. So he was up there, right? And it gotten things figured out. No problem. Did exactly how we saw this all going. And then the speeding penalty sends him to the back. Wrong place, wrong time. Gets caught up in one of those wrecks. Ends his day. Uh, so, yeah. Sad day. This one, plus money, should have been. And it, it was working out perfectly, too. He had fought his way up there. Looked just fine. 
And then, of course, the penalty, and that's that'll kill you. Uh, it's everything's important. Everything's important. Pits, all of that. It's like it's there's three phases in football, right? Offense, defense, special teams. There's all those factors in NASCAR that that make it all. If you hit miss on one, you could kill your day, and that's exactly what happened to Zane. I was so so sad for him. Uh, sad to watch him go down like that. Um, all right, I had Grant Enfinger over Corey Heim. Obviously, we talked about how Heim was the more dominant truck anyways all day long. Uh, Heim finishes in sixth. Grant Enfinger, kind of a crazy day for him. It was an up-and-down type of an event. He started seventh, but uh, was was sort of just all over the place uh, in, the, in the lineup for the day. He did wind up finishing uh, finally in tenth place, but that was because of cautions, and that was because of him being able to sort of scoot his way back up through the field um, he was not anywhere to be found in the top 10 at the end of stage one. And, uh, he did work his way up to seventh in stage two, but again, there was a lot of jockeying around for him. He was getting shuffled back and forth. Um, and, and, you know, he got around William Byron at one point. And so, yeah, for Grand Enfinger, it, it was not as quite a, a solid day and a consistent day as Corey Heim. And this one just definitely wasn't going to cash from the start. Yeah. Um, again, I, why why you gotta fade Heim, Rod? Jeez. He's my fast. Bad. My bad. But I told you it, it wouldn't fast, I mean yeah. as long as Heim finished over Bubba and Enfinger finished over yeah. Heim, then we were yeah. good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Half of that um, happened. Yeah. I had uh Stuart Friesen over Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes looked absolutely horrendous this entire race. Uh things did not start out well for Friesen. He had started in 33rd, but much like Smith, had found his way up to six by the end of stage two. Um, having a decent run. He ends up settling for 13th. Rhodes ended up getting caught up in one of those wrecks that ended his day. I think he only ran 202 laps, so um, didn't didn't even get the full race in, but he looked really, really bad before that. I don't know what is going on in that 99 camp. I know they switched crew chiefs this offseason with uh, Rich Lucius going over to Haley Deegan's truck. I don't know if that's been a big part of this, but been a pretty rough season for Ben Rhodes, so going to be interesting to continue to watch that going forward, but Stuart Friesen uh, did easily cash over Ben Rhodes at minus 110. Uh, yes, he did. Um, all right, this one easily cashed as well, although I wish I would have gone lower on this number, but uh, I didn't have the balls to pull the trigger. Uh, winning truck under 35.5. We got that at plus 115. And, of course, it was Kyle Larson coming in uh, in first place in that seven truck. Uh, but I will say that uh, you look at... Um, like Bubba Wallace was up there for a little bit. Heim was up there for a little bit. Those guys could have easily pulled that away uh, and, and cash his bet as well. So uh, there was three good chances for this one to, to cash. And thankfully, uh, Kyle Larson made it happen and cashed the winning number, which, by the way, continues my streak of uh, pretty good calls on the winning winning cars and trucks numbers, huh? Man, Rod, you are, uh, you're the number god. I, <laughs> again, not arguing with Rod when he gives out these numbers. He knows what he's talking about. It's, you've found a niche... Uh, handicapping the the number game i think that's all i'm going to do from now on i'm just going to give out the winning car number all whatever number bets are out there rod's is going to give you all that's those. it I, f I figure i should just give you what i stick hey. to what you know right hey if it wins uh, there's no reason not to do it right this is true uh yeah i had christian eckes over bubba wallace again i wasn't picking on bubba i figured he'd have an okay day um but it was plus money plus 100 expected eckes to be fast uh Eckes was at times a little bit fast i guess eh, maybe ish 
I don't really know. It, it's just, yeah. He ended up being the last car, I think, on the lead lap, 25th. Or maybe, maybe he wasn't even on the lead. I don't know. But things did not go well. <laughs> he finished 25th. Bubba finished 5th. So not even close. That's I have nothing else to say about this one. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was definitely a better day again. But Bubba's day was made better by the fact that he stayed out. It wasn't. I don't know that it would have been the same had he not. And and yeah, I mean, he still would have beat Eckes because Eckes was twenty fifth. But agreed, I don't think that Bubba was a fifth place truck all day for sure. I think that that strategy played into that. Which again, props to them for hitting that. But I think that it necessarily wasn't bad to think he wasn't going to do that great. No, sir. Uh, all right, I had. Uh, Byron as oh I had Byron over Larson I skipped over that one uh, because I didn't even want to talk about it uh, Byron over Larson that one didn't work Larson obviously yeah. found his way up but I mean look Byron Plus money eh, take a shot in a better truck Byron was in a better truck it just Larson is Larson and Byron had a not great weekend no not at all but it, I, I, again a plus money I don't think it's necessarily bad it just obviously Larson ends up running away with both these races but. Things could have easily gone the different way for him. Uh, I mean, if you just look at it as any time Kyle Larson's on any track except for a super speedway in any car, you just should just bet on him to win everything, right? Because he's the best, obviously. And so when he does come out and dominate or win, it's like, well, is that that surprising? No, but how many times have we seen it where that doesn't happen? And that's why you have to bet against him sometimes and why you can't just take him every week because... He doesn't always get when he does. Nobody's surprised. It's not. And I said I said that in the Discord before Sunday night. Somebody had asked about Larson, and I said he's either going to win this or he's going to wreck out. Like it's going to be one or the other. I think he's going to wreck out. I faded him, which was obviously a horrible decision. But that's just kind of how it goes for him. Like he either finishes top five or wins really, or he's not anywhere close because he wrecks out at some point. He's we've seen him be overly aggressive. We've seen in. So it's it's always tough with him, and that's what you're accounting for. You're getting plus money on the next best driver in the field in probably a better. I I think the Kyle Busch truck is probably better than the Spire truck that only runs part time. Um, speaking of part time trucks, shout out to Parker Kligerman for not even making the race. Like what? That 75 truck has got some issues this year. I'm glad we stayed away from that this week because yikes, that's uh, not even making the race is rough. Yeah. Um. I had tossed out a bonus if you could find uh, any bets against Ross Chastain. We did talk Friday on the um, bonus show about Sanchez over him. That one did not hit, unfortunately. But I know I found some Corey Heim uh, out there over Ross Chastain, which was a gift from the heavens. Um, and there was a couple other ones out there that, that were pretty good in cash. So shout out to you if you found one that hit. Um, but then for winners, I had Zane Smith 10-1. to 1, Again, talked about it. Had he qualified well, had he not had the speeding penalty, this could have been a completely different story up front. I think he could easily have run with Larson, gave him a chance. Probably maybe not beat him up head-to-head, but could have been with him. Heim at 16-1. to This one looked like gold again. He led a ton of laps. Can we get stage winner odds in the truck series? Because I'll just bet on Heim to win the first stage every week and then fade after that, I guess. I don't know. Um, and the freeze on 30-1 to was kind of a long shot. He ended up with an okay finish, 13th, but yeah, he had his times where he was kind of up front a little bit, but uh, I think at thirty to one, worth it. We talked about the dirt guy angle in the All Star race, right? Yeah, freezing dirt guy ha- handle the truck, but uh, 
yeah, 30 to one, I feel like it's always good value on a guy like that. Yep. And the fact they finished 13th was, you know, kind of uh, a good for a guy 30 to one. You, you always talk about if he finishes somewhere close to the front, then, you know, you, you got good value on it. So uh, I love it. Uh, all right. And then of course, I had Byron to win as well. I, I kind of took it just obviously thinking that that 51 truck would be able to find victory lane. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't. So not for a lack of trying. I mean, he and Heim were neck and neck for that end of stage one. Uh, and, and, you know, Heim grabbed it from him, but I mean, you know, whatever I would do it again. I, I think it'd yeah. be a solid bet again. If, if you give me the same things. And again, Larson was what? Plus one Oh five plus one fifty. So again, there's that argument of why well, you just take him, but we've seen it week after week after week where these cup guys haven't been winning this race. Again, this was the time it panned out. So hopefully you got it in if you're going to do it, because now the next couple truck races with cup guys, they shouldn't win because <laughs> if, if you go based on how it's been going. But uh, yeah, I don't think this you got Byron again. If, if Larson hadn't been in the race, Byron would have been that that guy that was that much of a favorite. So I think he still had some value there. He had his, his times throughout the race where he looked OK. Never was necessarily the best truck, but uh, that's how it'll go sometimes. I agree. Um, all right. Well, it's time to put uh, North Wilkesboro back in the uh, in the Rolodex as far as where we'll go again someday. Uh, we'll turn our attention, obviously, Cody, to a week of oh, Rod. It's here, baby. Crazy it is now, officially, that we're done recapping. We've got North Wilkesboro in the rear view, the front, whatever windshield, I guess you would call it, is full of races. Rod, we have got a loaded race, loaded race weekend. You got the truck series, you got the Xfinity series, and then on Sunday you wake up with F1 in Monaco, you switch over to the Indy 500, and then you change the channel one more time for the longest NASCAR race of the season, the Coca-Cola 600. Oh, Sunday is probably the best day of the year. Sorry, Christmas, move over. <laughs> um, but, oh, yes, this is, this is a fun week, Rod. I'm super pumped. Uh, make sure you tune in. We're going to be back with all five NASCAR gambling podcast episodes per usual. We'll have an Xfinity episode. We'll have a truck episode. We'll have a cup episode, have a DFS episode. F1 gambling podcast going to be an episode of that might even find its way into the NASCAR gambling podcast feed, but go over to the F1 gambling podcast feed, subscribe there as well for Monaco and a special edition Indy 500 episode. Going to be a loaded week. We got some articles coming out on the site. Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com make sure you get over there uh, it's gonna be a fun week it's a good thing i like you because we're gonna be spending a lot <laughs> of time together this week be hanging out a lot this week <laughs> uh i love it uh all right well then let's go ahead and turn everybody loose today but before we do cody remind them where they can find you on social media yeah follow me on twitter at husker underscore zeb uh follow the show as well at nascar gambling make sure you get over in the discord uh sg.pn slash discord that's an easy way to find it hit us up on twitter whatever see new faces in there every week we notice you guys try to interact as much as we can sometimes it's hard to keep up with everyone in there which is a great thing uh, but yeah it's always a good time people talking about lines throughout the week strategies who we're on who we're against all that fun stuff um so yeah love to see it get over there and uh, join the conversation yeah, I mean, I, I echo Cody. Thank you guys for, for making that thing a very lively uh, environment for folks, a welcoming environment for everybody. I got to tell you, this that's your community. We we get the opportunity to pop in and say hi and, and interact, but that's your guys' community now. You have made it your own, and we are just happy that you let us 
play around in there when we get a chance to jump in. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, I'm back on the back road this Thursday to talk about the Coca-Cola 600. And then, of course, check out my work for Frequency's sake. Uh, but yes, full week of racing content ahead. If you're a race fan, you're going to love it. Stick with us. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride. So you'll see your shadow